Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We have some updated news about renal denervation. We talked a little bit about something yesterday, but today we have an update from one of the big MedTech companies, but we also have some more interesting news. So Sean, welcome back and happy Friday. Can you give us a roundup of what we'll talk about today? Happy Friday, indeed. I sure can. We're going to talk about a SPAC merger, FDA fast track for an aneurysm stabilization system, GE Healthcare's new AFib support tool, Paragonics' new FDA clearance, and the results of the FDA review panel for Medtronic's renal denervation system, a much highly anticipated outcome that we've, uh, we get to dive into. And we'll jump to that story in a little bit, but first... Let's talk about the aneurysm stabilization system. Yeah, the FDA fast-tracked a system of that nature from Nectaro Medical. This company, a couple of years ago, received funding from Boston Scientific, so it's good to see that the technology that caught the eye of such a big medtech player is, is still making progress. What is the system designed for? So it's the EAST system, stabilization system, designed to treat patients with abdominal aortic aneurysm, or AAA. These aneurysms have a maximum diameter of three and a half centimeters to five centimeters. And what are some of the features of that system? The Nectaro East system features a dual balloon delivery catheter and stabilizer mixture containing a type of glucose that the acronym for which is PGG. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. (laughs) It delivers PGG locally into the aneurysmal wall where it binds to elastin and collagen strengthening the aortic vessel wall and potentially reducing the risk of further degradation. The procedure requires no specialized tools and takes less than an hour to complete, leaving behind no permanent implant, and it doesn't preclude any future interventions. So a fast track like this is obviously something really exciting. What do the executives have to say? Nectaro President and CEO Jack Springer said that current available therapies only apply to patients in the highest risk category, so this sort of expands the amount of people that can access this treatment. It reinforces Nectaro Medical's belief that the system has the potential to address a large segment of patients who suffer from a serious progressive disease with no proven treatment options, according to Springer. The company is proud to be advancing a treatment that has the potential to impact so many lives and is pleased that the FDA acknowledges through the designation. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The next thing is that GE Healthcare launched a digital support tool for AFib. We obviously cover a lot of AFib-related monitoring and ablation treatments, and this is a different type of offering and certainly an interesting one at that. So what does that system do? So the CardioVisio system assists clinicians in visualizing longitudinal data relevant for disease progression, coming from multiple data sources, driving evidence-based clinical decision support directed by up-to-date AFib guidelines. According to GE Healthcare, by helping clinicians visualize this data, the system can help save time and aid decision-making with guideline-directed therapy recommendations. Each automated step includes explainability and traceability to enable the provider to audit and edit the process and output. So what is GE Healthcare's ultimate goal with this digital support tool? Ultimately, the company says it aims to better meet the needs of each unique AFib patient. Michael Samset, the GM of Cardiology Solutions at GE Healthcare, said that with CardioVisio for AFib, companies providing cardiologists with a powerful tool that streamlines clinician image interpretation and provides a view of the history of the patient's heart as well as their healthcare journey, including previous diagnoses, prescribed medications, interventions, and comorbidities. 
Now let's talk SPAC mergers. Yeah, we don't we haven't gotten these very often lately. Sandy Wave is about to go public in a $127.5 million SPAC merger. They're always interesting and this one is no different. Can you give us some details about the ownership and proceeds and some of the other financial details? Yeah, so the merger with SEP Acquisition Corp, special purpose acquisition company or SPAC, aims to create a NASDAQ listed company. Upon completion, the company will operate under Sanuave's name and the SNWV ticker. Values Sanuave at $127.5 million. Company expects investors to have approximately 69.6% equity ownership, assuming the combined company received approximately $13 million in gross proceeds at closing. It includes $12 million from non-redeeming holders of SCP Acquisition Corp's Class A common stock and other pipe investors, plus a million dollars from the SPAC sponsor. Approximately $8.5 million has already been committed, including $7 million in shares of SCP Acquisition Corp's Class A stock. What kind of devices does Sanuave make? The company offers two FDA-approved products, including its lead product, the Ultramist, which makes up about 90% of its revenue, low-frequency, non-contact ultrasound system that delivers energy through a fluid mist to promote wound healing below the surface. And what are executives saying about this SPAC merger? Sandy Wave CEO Morgan Frank said that SEP is a strong value-add partner, and the transaction will allow the company to simplify its capital structure and gain a listing on the NASDAQ market while having funding for exciting growth ahead. The next step in putting the company on sound footing that will allow it to focus on rapid profitable growth and garner an equity valuation commensurate with its performance. Now let's talk organ preservation. Yeah, Paragonics won FDA clearance for its next generation lung preservation system. Definitely a, a big step forward for organ transplants. So what does that system do? It's called the Barrow Guard, and it combines Paragonics's existing advanced hypothermic preservation technology with automated continuous and active airway pressure control, ensuring that the system maintains an optimal temperature range and a clinically recommended inflation pressure range, maintains this for donor lungs throughout the journey from donor to recipient patient. I think this is a little bit interesting because, you know, we discussed, uh, might have been last week or the week before, Transmedic's acquisition of an aviation company. And you know, this specifically addresses some of the pressure changes that occur when flying donor organs. So it's definitely interesting technology. And I think we've talked about before that the gold standard method for preserving organs for transplant is kind of shocking or intriguing. So what makes the system unique compared to that gold standard practice? Current practice sees donor lungs preserved and transported from an inflated state between donor and recipient, but the current recovery techniques fail to reliably maintain and control those inflation pressures. According to the company's president and CEO, Dr. Lisa Anderson, the Barrow Guard system addresses these issues with the automated, easy-to-use pressure management system. What are doctors and executives saying? Well, Anderson said that surgeons should have maximum control over the transplant. So BarrowGuard offers that automated active control over donor lung airway pressures and automated donor lung temperature control, both of which are continuously reported out in real time to the transplant team. She said FDA clearance is a major step in providing transplant teams with leading technology to enhance organ transplantation outcomes. Dr. Jack Haney added that maintaining a consistent donor lung airway pressure can help optimize static preservation. 
This especially rings true when recovering organs over extended times or distances. Now, Haney is an organ transplant surgeon at Duke Medical and was an investigator on the company's clinical trials. And now for our final story of the day, that Medtronic news. Yeah, an FDA review panel said that Medtronic's Simplicity Spiral renal denervation system has risks that outweigh its benefits. Maybe I was foolishly optimistic after Recor's favorable vote that we talked about yesterday, but this one definitely shocked me. And how did that panel vote? The panel unanimously said that the minimally invasive catheter system is safe, but was nearly split on efficacy. Six members voted in favor of benefits outweighing the risk. Six voted the other way. One panelist abstained, so panel chair Dr. Richard Lang cast the deciding vote to recommend against FDA approval. So what were some of those voters' concerns? Well, reviewers expressed concerns that study outcomes may have been influenced by analytical bias and that blinded patients may have determined whether they received the renal denervation therapy. One called attention to a lack of race and other demographic information, which obviously is pretty vital for these types of trials. So what does this mean for Medtronic? Well, it's not necessarily the end for the system uh, because the company can still bring it forward to the FDA. From here, the agency will consider the panel's recommendation and let Medtronic know whether it agrees and whether additional information is needed. Obviously, following Recor's overwhelmingly favorable vote yesterday, it's you know a little bit of a setback, I'd say, for Medtronic, given that Recor will enter the market ahead of them, and it's a really it's a big. I guess, double win for Recor that Medtronic may have had the setback and may not have as quick a road to market because they can get a leg up on, you know, MedTech's biggest biggest rival, I guess, for everyone. And that was the final story that we had for today. So, Sean, thank you again for coming on and giving us your insights. Of course, as always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. What about you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.